And taking a look at the numbers here with gold parked at 1947, personal income again at 0.2, in line with expectations on the month over month. Uh, the personal spending, it looks like, a slightly lower than expected, down 0.2. But look at that, the PCE index, month over month again, uh, in line, expectations, the core PCE for the month over month and the year over year at 0.3, and then again, 4.4 for the year over year. Those are exactly in line with expectations here. So uh, there you can see the data. Uh, let's bring in Larry Shover joining us this morning, head of international markets at Exchange Capital Resources. Uh, help us break it down here in terms of the numbers. A lot of anticipation into this one, but I'm not sure we're going to get a lot of reaction to it, Larry. It seems like it came in uh, spot on with analyst expectations. Yeah, and I think the reason is that this comes on the heels of yesterday's quarter four real GDP number, and basically all the PCE is incorporated in yesterday's numbers. So I, I think that's why we're getting the muted reaction, the spot on reaction. Um, and I think people are a lot more interested on in whether on how risk assets, assets are going to perform um, after yesterday and this morning's number and is good is good, bad again? Um, is it going to clear the path for the Fed to be higher for longer or vice versa? Talk to us, Larry, in terms of is good bad uh, or bad good in terms of, or is good good, I guess, is what we're trying to wonder at this point. And, and is the VIX telling us that good is good with it below 20? Yeah, exactly. When you see the VIX words trading, you see the S&P uh, above 4,000, it's telling me that investors don't see a recession or they don't see one without a meaningful blink from the Fed. Uh, you know, given the fact that um, there's a apparent 25 basis point rate hike coming up next week, you know, to be to be fair, the data has been consensus with uh, a soft landing and nothing other than that. So I think that's why good is perhaps bad and bad is good at this point. Larry, you think that the more eagerly stocks price in a Fed pivot, uh, the longer policy will be restrictive and Powell will be compelled to tighten. I've been kind of looking at what we saw from the Bank of Canada this week, and I'm wondering if stocks are maybe pricing in the fact that, okay, we get a quarter next week, we get a quarter in March, but maybe in March you might get a hint at a pause ultimately, and that would be very bullish, it would seem. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's just a feedback loop. I mean, the the... The, the numbers we've had this year so far have been at or above trend. Um, labor market is still persistently strong. Uh, the messaging from the Fed continues to be hawkish, but yet risk assets, um, you know, stock market goes up, volatility goes down, that loosens financial conditions. Mm -hmm. In fact, it just it, it's just a self-fulfilling uh, prophecy that will most likely keep the Fed uh, higher for longer. If nothing else, it puts 50 basis points back on the table this for next week. Not my base case, but it definitely puts 25 basis points on the table for the meeting in May. In, in terms of you're saying today's number does or some of the data that we've seen as of recent? No, I, I, no I'm, I'm talking about just the data we've seen thus far in 2023. Okay. I mean, most of it has been above data. I mean, I could say yesterday and pick apart like new home sales. I mean, the third consecutive yeah, strong increase number. Yeah. new homes. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get the pending data today, pending home sales. Talk to us about the jobless claims that we saw this week. I mean, talk about a strong number. Uh, second week in a row below 200,000. We were wondering, was last week's kind of an anomaly with the floods in California, some of the rain that we had seen and the weather in the United States in general. But this is the second time in a row now below 200,000. It's the first time we've seen that since April of last year. 
Yeah, that's right. And I think at some point it's going to slow, but I think it's priced into the market right now, priced into what we're seeing in risk assets. Overall, the the, uh, the whole market is still very strong. I mean, yeah, yeah the participation rate is is something that's very confusing to a lot of people, but overall, very strong. And we're seeing that play out in credit spreads, in the dollar, et cetera. Larry, talk to us about what you're seeing uh, in terms of uh, currencies. You've got the U.S. dollar, which continues its retreat ultimately tied to some of the strength in the euro, which I've been chalking up to energy prices, which have come off, right? The worst case, uh, you know, kind of war in Ukraine scenarios not impacting Europe to the extent that we thought they would this winter. The recessionary fears have eased significantly. And we've seen a re uh, reflection of that in terms of the euro currency, which has rallied back ultimately that weighs on the dollar. Sometimes it's tough to tell kind of uh, which is, uh, you know, the chicken or the egg in this instance. Yeah, I mean, I think that you know, dollar definitely off its lows from earlier this week. But as I mentioned back in December, I mean, the spread between uh, the Fed and everyone else is pretty wide, and so therefore, it's just going to keep the dollar on the back on its back foot as we have narrowing spreads, receiving, res, I'm sorry, receding global pessimism, and um, China coming back online. So that said, we see. You know, in the G10, Australian dollar was the outperformer this week. We had the, uh, you know, Brial, um, Brazilian real do well, um, Japanese yen and rupee on his back foot. Uh, Larry, we're going to talk a little bit more in the next segment about some of the focal points for next week. But could you talk to us a little bit about markets in terms of where your attention is being directed? Again, this week with the indices taking out some key levels we talked about at the top of the show, the Dow, 34,000. You mentioned the S&P is above 4K. Uh, you've got the Russell up above 1,900, the NASDAQ above uh, 12,000. I mean, some key hurdles, 50-day moving averages, 200-day moving averages. I mean, the indices on a tear here, gold, crude. I mean, where should our attention be directed in terms of markets as far as focal points? Yeah, it's hard to say to look at everything, but you almost have to. And, and yeah, not, not as I many say. I mean, I, I personally am looking at the uh, shape of the yield curve. I know everybody's waiting for that steepener. Everybody's waiting for that 210 to go uninverted. And um, I don't see it in the cards. I mean, I definitely think it's the macro trade of 2023, but we're not close to a uh, to a steepening in the yield curve. So I think that's that, that's the message uh, because like the market's done nothing to convince uh, policymakers to do anything or, or to show them that they've gone too far or too fast. Um, so that said, we're seeing uh, it all play out right now with the, mar the stock market up. We're seeing risk assets rally and a dollar on its back foot. It couldn't be better. Larry, uh, for the next leg up, we've been kind of wondering what's it going to take to get the indices above the December highs. Is it some sort of an indication, as I pointed to earlier, uh, a BOC-esque type uh, kind of tone where they could signal a, a pause ultimately, or is it uh, yields continuing to come off? I mean, we saw the 10-year below the December lows around that 3-4 level, but it was short-lived without the 30-year participating. I mean, what ultimately is it going to take for the indices to take out that December high up around 4180 for the S&Ps? You know, I think it's just going to uh, take a consistent earnings season. Okay. I mean, this, this past answer. Yeah, I mean, this is so far, it, it's been fairly lackluster, perhaps yeah. better than some people. But yeah, I mean, lackluster, seeing a downshift in, in uh, both top and bottom lines. So I think 
good grief to be above 4,000 with everything that's going on right now is actually a real blessing. I mean, it's hard to believe, right? But it seems like it always, always happens. The market gets ahead of itself. So in order for us to see a more substantial rally, we're going to have to see better earnings come out from you know, top tier companies. It gives us something to watch in the coming weeks. Uh, Larry, as always, appreciate you joining us here. A solid breakdown today, taking a look at the numbers here, talking markets with the head of international markets at Exchange Capital Resources.